Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Good morning. Hey, y'all. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Let me do my sharing real quick and then we're going to get started. How y'all doing this morning? Do me a favor. Go share the devotional. If you know yesterday, it was completely disrupted. So we want to make sure that everybody gets it this morning. We are Facebook Live, YouTube Live, um, Instagram Live, and later on you can reach it on our podcast. You can reach it on our LMJ Ministries page, or you can reach it on the main page, which is the Lakeisha M. Johnson page. Come on, y'all. I can't do a whole lot of hollering this morning. My voice, for some reason, is a little taxed. That's okay. It's going to be strengthening the Lord. Come on, share it, share it, share it. You don't know who might watch it. You don't know who might see it. You know, you don't know who might need it. You don't know who might look for it. Don't um, put your confidence in your man. Put your confidence in, in man. Put your confidence in Jesus. Put your faith in um, the Lord and what the Lord says. Um, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all these things shall be added unto you. When you understand that you are seeking the kingdom first, guess what you don't do? You don't spend a whole lot of time worrying about what people think. <laughs> Come on. When you seek the kingdom first, you don't spend a whole lot of time worrying about what people think. Why? Because you're driven by kingdom. When you seek the kingdom first, you don't spend a whole lot of time, Katina, worrying about whether or not people like you, whether or not people going to accept you. Um, Jesus already told you people are not going to accept you. Jesus already told you people are going to run from you. Jesus already told you people are going to shy from you. Like he already told you this is going to happen. So when you seek the kingdom first, you don't spend a whole time, bunch of time worrying about people. I used to spend so many, so much time worrying about um, people because I wanted people to like me. Remember, we talked about the woman yesterday. I wanted people to accept me. I wanted people um, to love me. And then I realized, hey, auntie, I realized that I was already accepted. Woo, come on. Somebody, somebody need to put that in their notes and their comments. I used the word performing tricks yesterday. Some of y'all might not have understood what that meant. Right. Um, it's a little bit, you know, got a little bit of hood in me, but, um, but, but performing tricks to be in relationships, performing tricks to be liked, performing tricks, doing things outside of the goodness of God, of what's already been established in your righteousness to get people to accept you, to get people to like you. You are already accepted, Monica. You are already accepted, Kelly. You are already accepted, Teresa. You are already accepted, uh, Keisha. You are already accepted, Angela. You are already accepted, Courtney. You are already accepted, my Renaissance grandma. You are already accepted by the beloved. Jesus accepts you. And here's what I like about Jesus, Quita. I like Jesus because he doesn't have all these prerequisites of what you should be like, Pastor Mary, to be accepted. Woo! Come on. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get real loud because I need my voice to last through the week. Julia, he ain't got all them requisites. He ain't got all them uh, ways you need to show up. He ain't looking at your credit score. He ain't checking out your record. He ain't doing all that, Keidra. He just decided that he was going to accept you when God created you. Woo! Come on, y'all. You got to shake the devil up this morning. You got to say what God says about you. When God created you, he made you fearfully and wonderfully made. He did. Now, the weird spots, we, 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 we're a peculiar people, but sometimes we're weird because we don't know our identity yet. And Julia, sometimes our old nature and new nature struggle and it makes us look conflicted. But really what needs to happen is we have to establish, y'all shaking me up, y'all stirring me up. We have to establish who we are in the word of God, the closer. Somebody asked me the other day, they said, what's going on with you? Like, what's happening with you? Like, this is, I'm seeing a whole different you evolve. I'm seeing a whole different you show up. What is, who is this? What is this? He said, and he said, it's natural. He said, you're not forcing it. You're not trying to make it happen. And I told him, I said, it's simply this. I said, thank you. Thank you. Um, it's simply this, like simply, simply this. I'm just drawing closer to God. Ooh! Like I'm already, Katrina, I'm just drawing closer to God. And the more that I draw closer to God, the word of God tells me, Thea, that he would draw close to me, right? Well, the more that I'm in the space 
And the more that I'm in his image, auntie, the more that I'm able to discover what's like, what's of me, what's really of me, what happened because of the things that happened in my life, the things that are going on because of culture. What's my new nature in Christ Jesus? I had, I didn't, I, I taught a series, you can see it on um, YouTube. It's called Identity Crisis. Um, I had an identity crisis for so long um, because very young, I, I was judged. Um, very young, I was bullied. Um, very young, I was not accepted. Um, I was always different, always. Like I always different, I always hung around older people. Um, I was always, I read very early. My mom and my aunts and my grandmother didn't tell me I was very smart even when I was young. Um, I just always flowed differently. And when you are an outlier, come on, I'm restoring someone's faith in who God created them to be today. I hope you lock into this today because you need to see yourself as um, Christ sees you. You've been looking at your eye, looking at the eyes of people thinking being a misfit is being a bad thing. I don't even use misfit. misfit. I use um I use outlier, an outlier. I'm supposed to, hey, Donnie McEwen, uh, I'm supposed to be an outlier. I'm supposed to be set apart. I'm supposed to be set on the outside. I'm supposed to be different. I'm supposed to be misshapen where I don't fit into round holes and square blocks. I'm, I'm supposed to um, draw something different. I'm supposed to be qualified differently. Why? Because I understand my righteousness in Christ Jesus, and can't no man, and can't no woman, and can't no person determine who I am because I'm already fearfully and wonderfully made. Now, I need to tell you something because I was weird from a place when my flesh and my spirit really began to struggle. I became weird, and I didn't even know I was weird, and I mean weird, like weird to God, like I wasn't balanced. There is a balance that you will come to the more you meditate the word of God, the more you get understanding of his precepts, the more you understand it. So I don't show up anywhere to be different. That is that is not what I do. I don't show up. I don't I don't show up anywhere to be different. Like I don't show up to put on so that I can be different. I don't show up. I used to. Can I be real with somebody? I used to want to show up real deep and mystical. I'm just going to be honest because I thought once I got saved and once I understood the call of my life, that's, that that was what was going to get me accepted and pulled in. I used to show up real, I used to show up real like deep and mystical because that's how I wanted to be received in certain circles and certain crowds. When the more that I spent time with the beloved, the one that loved me, the one that created me, come on y'all, can you put this in your comments? I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I realized that I needed to just show up. Whole, whole reason I drop this every day. I needed to show up just be an LMJ. <laughs> like I needed to show up just be an L be an LMJ. That that I, that was my beauty. That's accepting my beauty. That's accepting all this 5'11 long legs. Uh, that's not shrinking back. That's my inner core. That's the nerd girl. That's the writer. That's the CEO. My God, that's the mother. That's the wife. I did not have to release and let go of the facets of me. As a matter of fact, God was trying to pull it all together woo, in his presence. Come on, y'all. My God. And I was married. And I've been using this word married because for me, marriage is the highest covenant, right? And I was married to so many different identities that I just had to start divorcing like my old self. I had to start just divorcing these wrong ideologies. I had to start divorcing these wrong. I had to even start divorcing my religious ways that I didn't even recognize were keeping me from um, not being Christ, like Christ, um, being judgmental, being condescending. My aunt said something, one of my aunts said something so powerful to me the other day we were talking. She said, I had to realize that I was being judgmental towards other churches um, when one body, one faith. And she said, whatever they do in their house is not my business. But what I'm supposed to do is if I see something that's not right, you know, stand in the gap, pray. And she said, because you could potentially get a word and she shared something with me. And so I had to lock in on Matthew 6 and 33, seeking the kingdom first. Seeking the kingdom first and what it looked like to really, really seek the kingdom first. And it brought me to a level of brokenness. Come on, y'all share this video. And it brought me to a level of humility and it brought me to a level of strength 
in God for God to come back and say, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Like you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And you get to own this. Like you get to, like you get to own, like you get to own this. And so I stopped spending a lot of time and it was hard because when you're like the woman at the well, come on, I got to dive in this today. We were there, John 4, 24, um, that, killing off the old us. When you like at the woman at the well, who they had heard of the Jesus, they had knew of Jesus, um, but they still, even in the presence of the Messiah, didn't know who he was. And she was out at that well looking for something that day. And if you look at historical context, come on, y'all got to rock with me for a second. If you look at historical context, she really shouldn't have been. Women typically drew um, drew something else. And in my heart, I'm like, did the Holy Spirit draw her here? You got to start asking deeper questions so you can dig deeper. Like, did the Holy Spirit draw her here so that she could she could have this encounter with Jesus so that her life uh, that she had lived for so long to be accepted? And see, you won't even realize that you trying to be accepted in the church, right? When God first gave me LMJ Ministries, and I tried to name it something else and all this other stuff. And the Lord is like, no, that's what I'm calling it. That's what I call you, right? When God gave me LMJ Ministries, um, one of the women of God that mentored me spoke into my life. And she said, this thing is unique. This thing won't look like nobody else. And I tried to show up looking like the culture. And this is dangerous because we will do that whenever the culture changes. Um, if the culture says, you know, you just wear jeans and T-shirts. If we think this is right in God, we'll show up like the culture. Like, just come on. I'm just giving you something today. When you'll show up, you'll keep showing up like the culture. And the Lord never wanted his church, like his spirit is to be poured out on our flesh. But he made us so individual and unique to fit into the fabric of his kingdom. Right? Like, it's, the, the, to fit into the fabric of his kingdom. And so when we show up like the culture. So when I first started showing up. Because I was a woman of God, I bought these long dresses and these smooth, shiny suits or and these other different suits that looked like a woman of God. I knew that was in ministry because I had like, because I thought and identified with that as being a holy woman of God. Just stop laughing at me. Identify. I'm free. Come on. Somebody going to get free this morning. I identified this as being a holy woman of God or whatever. I didn't even realize, Mimi, that I was still fighting to be accepted. Woo! My God. Like, I didn't even realize I was fighting to be accepted. I didn't even realize that I was trying to fit into the culture of God and not really being sensitive to the voice of God or to the move of God and to the spirit of God. So even when I transitioned out of darkness into lightness, I was still wanting to be accepted. Woo! Come on, y'all. Come on. I was still fighting to be accepted. I was still trying to normalize what 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 I was in an environment because again, something in me still didn't feel like I fit I fit in, right? And so just like Jesus accounted the woman at the well, right? Um Jesus went to Samaria. Um when he gets there, she was she was there already, right? She was already at the well. We know God is a spirit. We know Jesus we know who Jesus is. We know Jesus, uh, what is the word? What's the word? Come on, y'all. Like, you got to get a revelation of it. So when she was there at the well, come on, because you're going to put your past behind you today, and you're going to stop fighting to be in circles, and you're going to stop positioning yourself in places for people to accept you. You're going you're gonna to be done. You're going to be done. You're going to be done with that. Like, you're going to be done with trying to fit in. You're going to be done with trying to connect. You're going to be done with trying to belong today. You're going to, you're going to make the decision today and you're going to say, you know what? I'm overfitting in, even into religious places, even into religious circles, even into places um, where I feel like I want to hope um, that people um, know my name. I don't, I, you're, you're going to do this differently. And the reason that you're going to do this differently is because you're going to get a clear view this morning that my identity is in Christ Jesus. My identity is not wrapped into anything else. And everything else that has tried to wrap your identity up is going to fall off of you today because that is not how God designed you. God designed you, come on, say it again, to be fearfully, I'm sorry, I'm sharing something with somebody, to be fearfully and wonderfully 
made. You got you to gotta know that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, right? But when I have um, a stricken identity or an identity where I don't know myself or an identity when I haven't figured myself out, then the lies I believe will ship, ship and shift and shape in every environment I in. I'm in. Like in every environment I'm in, I will ship and shape to fit in because I'm uncomfortable with being different because everywhere I was, something always said that my indifference was a problem. But your indifference ain't no problem with God. Your difference ain't no problem with God. Your uniqueness isn't a problem with God. And then every time somebody rejected you, come on, y'all. Come on, stick with me this morning. Every time somebody rejected you or told you no or decided they didn't like you or didn't want to date you or um, whatever else, anybody who did that, you thought it signed off to what you weren't. But really what it was doing was affirming more that there was something unique about you. I got to go. Affirming more that there was something different about you. Affirming more that you were called to live life at a different capacity and a different way. So in this verse, Jesus is dealing with the Samaritan woman oh, um, and shows up at a place and she's already been accepted. Come on, put that in your notes today. I've already been accepted. <laughs> like I've already been, I've already been, I've already been accepted. Come on, Tina said, you're so busy trying to fit in. You're not zoning in on what God is trying to mold you into. Like already been accepted. Like you already, like you don't, you're already been accepted. And so it's, if acceptance is my issue, I don't care. I don't, you'll do it at the church. You'll do it. You'll, you'll, you'll do it with your kids. You'll do it when you go to work and you might be free in one area, but can I tell you what'll be happening in another area? You'll still be performing tricks in that area because the eyes of your understanding are not open. So then when you show up, I have one of the dopest friends ever. His name is John McAllister. And I interviewed him one day. Here's what's powerful about John. John is a tenured track professor at the University of Arkansas Little Rock and a rapper. <laughs> no lie. Like, and called to music, still doing music, still at the radio station, but a tenured professor at the university teaching, teaching students a tenured a track. Tenured is like the highest thing you can get when you're in academia. Tenured track professor, but already a rapper. It was still a rapper. And shows up every day as this rapper just was on the radio station. And I was like, how dope is this for you to understand, for you to be married to how God created you? Y'all, come on. You Be married to, to love yourself so much that you can put the suit on, get on campus, take the suit off, hit the studio, and neither one of them, neither one of them cancel the other out. Neither, neither one of them canceled the other out. So come on, Holy Spirit. So being at this well, dealing with the woman at the well, I'm sitting here, I'm looking at her and I'm like, Lord, what is, what is, what was going on with her that for her, I, I tell you all the time, I don't be, y'all can be funny acting and holy if you want to I tell you all the time. I was like her. Uh, I ain't got to give you all the details. Just know I was like her. Um, and I, I was like, what was going on with her in her head? that these were the continuous relationships that she continued to be in because the common denominator have you have to get a revelation of this the common denominator when the when the problem persists I'm going to go I told you I can't push and holler like I want to somebody yell for me the common denominator the common denominator, the common denominator in this whole circumstance and situation was her it was like the that was the common the common denominator was her. She was the common common denominator, right? He was the common denominator. So this is the the beauty of what I love because this is the mind game and the trap that we fall in. Once you have this drink, remember he's at the well and they talking about drinking and she's like um she was like she asked him he asked her to give her something to drink. She comes back and she said, "Lord, I hear you in this." She comes back and she says, how are you asking for a drink for me, the Samaritan woman? And he said, if you knew the gift of God, 
I gotta go. I'm too. This if you knew the gift of God, woo, if you knew the gift, if you knew the gift of God, like Miss Nelson, if you knew the gift of God, if you really knew the gift of God, <laughs> listen, if you knew the gift of God, this is what Jesus is saying. If you really knew who was before you, if you really knew Jesus will wipe out every identity crisis that you had. That's why, that's that's why when people are like, How do you believe in Jesus? Because I came into the real me. Because the me that I believed before I really knew who Jesus was, was so um, schizophrenic, so complex. I didn't even like her because I came into the real me. When I, and, I, and when I came into the real me, I'm like, this Jesus thing is absolutely real because the lies that I believe by myself, um, the lies that I've told myself, the ways that I've lived, come on, y'all, were disrupted by the resurrection power. One of the things we pray often, and I tell y'all, confess over yourself, open the eyes of my understanding to the hope of who you call me to be in Christ Jesus. Ephesians 1, 17 through 21, so that your resurrection power could be evident in my life. Open my eyes so that I see the real me, so that you can show me all the places that I've still been trying to fit in and forcing acceptance when you already called me the beloved. Woo! Come on, when you already called me a beloved. So the significance, as Pastor Mary said, it's so deep and dominant. It's so deep and dominant because when Jesus, oh, come on, this Jesus, right? He got to go to Samaria. That ain't the way he was headed. He got to get to Samaria. Do you know how amazing God is that he will put you in the right place at the right time to come in contact with what you need to restore your identity and give you revelation of who you are? Like Jesus is just, like it says he'll go after the one. So. He's, he meets her at the well. She's already who she is. He already knows who she is. This is Jesus. He meets her. That's why, I, that's why, that's why I'm, I'm always strong and be you. <laughs> Even if you was ratchet, <laughs> be you. Don't go nowhere else with that fake uh, office voice. I used to do it. Don't go nowhere else. Be in, don't turn up. You can be professional. That's not what I'm saying. But be you. Show up as the real you so that God can transform you. Because when you show up as anything else, those are layers that you're dealing with. And it's going to take you longer to get to the real you because you're still living in the pretentious you. Oh, my God. Come on, y'all. Come on. So when this woman showed up at the well, Jesus already knew who she was. Carla? She already, she already knew who she, she was. She already knew this was who this person was. This, this is who, this, this is who this person. He already knew. God already knows. Come on, y'all, y'all laughing about my uh, fake office voice, but my God. So showing, showing up. He already knows. God already knows everything about you. God already knows all your sins. God already knows all your mistakes. God already knows. And can I tell you something? My uncle was teaching last night. It's so powerful. Anytime you operate in this, you're building an idol to yourself. I got to go. And the reason that I'm telling you, you're building an idol to yourself, because we've been talking about having confidence in the flesh. How I know you've been building an idol to yourself is you operate this way. Because if you had confidence in the spirit, you would already sh always show up as the real authentic you even if the you and the in the season that you're in is not the best you i gotta go y'all gotta go transform us this morning even if the you that you are is not the best you you show up as her i'm gonna i'm just gonna help you with some so i was um um i was uh, <laughs> I, I was i was this was a long time ago and i was real pious and righteous acting i had accepted my call i was working in the church and i had a really good friend who when we were bad, when we were bad, we were bad together. And I used to get frustrated by her all the time. I'm just gonna be honest. Uh, I used to be frustrated by her all the time. One day I was in my bathroom, I could see it in my head. And I was frustrated and I was kind of picking her apart spiritually. And the Lord said to me, you jealous. What, what I got to be jealous of her for? Um, the righteousness of Christ Jesus. He said, you're jealous because even though she got these tendencies, 
She shows up in these tendencies boldly. And you're jealous of her because even though what she does is not right, you're jealous because you don't have the boldness or the audacity in you to show up as you. So you overly critical of her and where she is. And she just keeps, as your friend, she know where you are. She know you accepted your call, but she keeps showing up in the friendship as herself. And you mad at the self that she's showing up in because you jealous of her boldness. You jealous that she shows up as herself every day. And I just, I, I fell apart because I had a self-righteousness not a God righteousness. I had a self-righteousness, not a God righteousness. Because in a God righteousness, when I understand my righteousness, do you know how we show up? The one thing that identifies and sets us apart from the world, Carla, Kedra, Patricia, is how we love. See, you thought it was all your spiritual and your prophetic gifts. The one thing that sets us apart in kingdom, the one thing that we love like God, that, that's what sets us apart. The one thing that sets us apart is we are loved by, we are we love like God. That's the thing. So when you critical, condescending, judgmental, and self-righteous, or got your mouth on somebody else, you don't love like God. Ooh. How one loves. It's how we are set apart in kingdom. Not how we criticize, how we love. Now, does that mean we accept everything? Mm -mm. Because the word of God tells us, whatever sin he hate, we hate. But we love people because that's what sets us apart and denotes us. That's why at the end of the day, everything, go be love today. Don't be nothing else. Just go be love today. Show up in love. Exhibit in love, walk in love, talk in love, see in love, hear in love. Come on, go be loved today. How we love and how we love God first, right? And how we love God first, come on. Some, somebody pulling something out of me. Go over to Matthew 6 and 33, seeking the kingdom first, putting aside worry, putting aside our idols, how we love we show up and we love God first. And when we love God first, we develop a fear of the Lord. Somebody needed to hear this this morning. We develop a fear of the Lord that makes us not want to sin. It's not that we try not to sin. You, don't, you develop a fear of the Lord that makes you not want to sin. And so even if you're caught in sin, when you understand what Jesus did for you, and then you begin to learn how to love the Lord and then you begin to learn how to receive, um, receive the love of the Lord. Then the fear of the Lord, the fear of, you know, I like, I, I'm not going to do this. I don't want to disappoint like my kids or my sons. And it's a reverential fear, Judah and Josiah. A lot, a lot of times I don't do stuff because mom, I don't, I don't want to disappoint you. And not because I'm trying to be perfect for you, but because I love you so much. Joe sent me something the other day about, um, the sacrifices I make. He texted me yesterday. He said, thank you for the sacrifices you make so Judah and I can live different, right? Thank you for the things that you give up so that we can live we can live different, right? So when they do things out of the, we, we represent you. We represent this household. I represent the kingdom of God. And so because I represent the kingdom of God, I show up differently. Somebody was talking to me the other day about, Y'all know we grown on here and I'm going to wrap this up. Somebody was talking to me the other day about sex outside of marriage, right? Um, can I say this other spirit just got me out here today? Feel so naked and not ashamed. Um, sex outside of marriage, which used to be a problem of mine at one point in my life, right? And it was a stronghold in my mind that I never thought I could defeat, that I never, I never thought I could defeat it. I never, ever thought I could overcome it. Because it seemed like every time my flesh would show up instead of the spirit man. Well, I didn't realize I was trying to do it, Pastor Mary, in my own strength. I was not doing it. Be, I was trying to. I was trying to do it because I was afraid to go to hell. Come on, I gotta go. I was trying to do it because I was afraid to go to hell. 
I was not trying to not do it because of how much I love the Lord. Ooh. Well, I set my affection on seeking the kingdom first. This is for the grown and sexy. If your kids watching, they're going to get some this morning. Because some people had their kids watching. I set my affection first. I start setting my affection on kingdom. What does it look like for me to love the Lord thy God? Because that's what they asked. Somebody find the scripture and drop it. What does it look like for me to love the Lord thy God with all my heart? Because a lot of times your sexual identity is tied to your acceptance. I, I, I don't, whoo, I can't put that. Can I put that as the title this morning? <laughs> a lot, and that's because that's what the woman was going on at the well. The, her sexual identity was a tie tied to her acceptance. Um, your sexual identity a lot of times is a tie to your acceptance. <laughs> that that's what it is. It's tied to your acceptance, right? And so my sexual identity was a tie to my acceptance. And so in the natural, because it's still in the flesh. I was putting in my confidence in my flesh. I'm gonna break some this morning. I don't even know you know y'all doing me this morning. Um, and so I kept trying to break it in my flesh. Um, I and I ain't going nowhere. I ain't dating. Um, I ain't. Uh, I don't want to be around no man because <laughs> I'm trying to break it in my flesh because I'm trying to have control over it. Woo! Come on now, I'm trying to I'm trying to have control over it. And one of my friends was like. <laughs> Or I'm just dating people I ain't attracted to. I'm, come on. Come on. I'm getting out the gates today. You want to share this one today. Or I'm dating people I ain't attracted to, right? Um, and so I'm I like, and then one of my friends challenged me and said, You are good <laughs> as long as you ain't somebody you attracted to. Um, you are good as long as it ain't somebody you're attracted to, right? You are good as long as you stay in the house. <laughs> you are, you are, you are good as long as. And so I, I started dealing with this thing because I knew it was not the way the Lord wanted me to live, right? <laughs> um, it was not the way the Lord wanted to live, and I was being challenging this recently. Like, you think somebody gonna date you, right? And this is what you believe, and I'm like, absolutely, they are, and they're gonna do this. Because I operate in a sound mind, and they're going to do this because they're drawn to more than my sexual identity. See, the only way the woman at the well, come on, y'all, John 4, 24, had these multiple occurrences because her sexual identity was a tie to acceptance. <laughs> right? So, so I, I wouldn't put myself in a position where I ever felt compromised. Well, that's in the flesh. That's still confidence in my flesh. So then what the Lord did to teach me how to set myself apart was, I need you to start, I need you to really fall in love with me. Not all this religious stuff, Julia. Like not all this religious stuff, not all the times you go, I serve my church. I serve my church. I serve y'all in ministry. I go hard in the things of God. No, everybody know that. Like I go hard. I wouldn't be here every day. I, I need you. The Lord, I need you to draw close to me, right? Come close. So just like Jesus at the woman at the well, come on, right? Like, just like Jesus at the, just, just like at the Jesus at the woman at the well, right? Um, Just like Jesus at the woman at the well, like I drew close. She drew close Joyce to God, right? But, but Frankie, this ain't even just how people identified her. This how she accepted herself. See, people will only, see, I got a path. My past ain't what show up. The anointing show up. The new Lakeisha shows up. It's very rare that I hear a lot about my past because the authenticity of who I am. People will identify you by what you still show up in. Um, when I was a broken widow, people identify, I gotta go. People identify me with that. Um, when people see me now, like a good friend of mine checked me the other day. He was like, yo, but single, you don't look single. You look still married. <laughs> you look all wrapped up in church like you don't live a normal life and you know you live a normal life. People will only identify still as what you show up, right? Come on, Andrea. You identify by your fruits, right? So they they knew her by this because that was the last point and encounter that they had had with her. But she knew a man now. <laughs> she come and came in contact with a different man. So the Lord told me, he said, if you will 
draw close to me. Like, I need you to draw close and stop being afraid to draw close to me because of what I might reveal to you. Because I was afraid. I ain't got to tell. I'm not telling nobody else testimony or story. I was afraid ooh, to draw close because there was some things in me I didn't want to bubble up and to come out. I didn't want to deal them. I didn't really want to. I knew it was, I call it trap-tastic. I knew it was trap-tastic. I knew it wasn't classy. I knew it wasn't a guy. And I didn't really want to face him to deal with those things for real. Like for real. Not to just offer him up. Not to offer him up just as a sacrifice for real. Like to deal with him for real. To let myself be the living sacrifice for real. To allow him to peel my heart back and to show me me. Right? So the Lord told me, he was like, if you ever going to break this, because Jesus gives you your holiness, not Lakeisha. Shep, Jesus gives you your holiness, not Lakeisha. You don't give yourself holiness. Put no confidence in the flesh. Come on, y'all. Y'all got to come back to that thing yesterday, Philippians 3. Put no confidence in the flesh. You don't give you your holiness. Jesus, we quote Isaiah all the time. He was bruised by our iniquities. He was chastised for our peace. And by his stripes, we are healed. Like we quote this all the time. If we really knew what it meant, right? If we really know, you don't make yourself holy. When you accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you became holy. You became holy. Now you got you got a brand new identity. The slate was white. Everything was washed clean. Now here's what has had to happen next. You've got to renew your mind. So I had to start renewing my mind in the things of God, not the things of church, not the things of religion, not what other people told me they did. I had to draw near to God. I had to draw near to God so that he could exchange thoughts and ways and intentions that looked holy, but really wasn't holy, um, that looked productive, that really wasn't productive. That's why Paul, when he starts talking about, I'm pushing forward, he ain't even counting his past successes because he knows that can trap him up. Y'all got to give me, I'm going to wrap this up. So, okay, Holy Spirit, I hear you. So, so I had to seek, really seek him first. Like, what does it mean to seek the kingdom? That's the two questions you need to ask yourself. And what does it mean to love God with all my heart? Well, one, I accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Lord, thank you. Be my Savior. You know, all of that. Come on. One, I accept Jesus Christ. Come on. We're going to do it right now. Let's make everybody make the confession of faith. Just repeat after me. Dear Jesus, this is your fresh start. And then I'm going to give you two more things and we out. Dear Jesus, I'm in need of a Savior. I'm asking you to come into my heart to take away my sins. I promise to love and follow you best I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. I'm giving you that first. We just... We just get it. We just did it. You just renewed your faith in Christ. You just gave your life to Jesus. Welcome to the kingdom of God. Here go your first start. But then there were two things that I really had. There were three things I really had to learn. One, I had to meditate Romans 8 because I needed to understand the greater one that was living inside of me. Two, I had to meditate 1 Corinthians 13, 4 and 8 because we think that that is just how we're supposed to love others. But that is really a context clue in how God loves. I spent a year and a half meditating 1 Corinthians 13, 4 and 8 to understand, even though that this is the way that I'm supposed to love, this is actually how God loves me. God doesn't keep any records of wrong. Um, God, 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 God hopes for the best. This is how God loves me. This is not just Jesus dying on the cross, but this is the reflection of what God's love looks like every day. And then I had to consent to renewing my mind daily. I am passionate. Like when y'all see me show up to this devotional, this is really, this is me, my personal relationship with Jesus, put on display so you understand what it looks like, right? This is uh, it's a, this isn't pretentious. This isn't just for the devotional. This is how I live before the Father. Anybody who knows it, tell me that. And then I ask the Lord to increase my appetite for his word above everything else so that I can begin to walk into biblical truth of what it looked like to be loved by God, what it looked like to be assigned by God, what it what it looked like. Come on. Like, what does it mean for me to see the good? And then, Lord, when they asked Jesus, even though they was trying to trap him, um, what, it, what is it? 
What is the greatest commandment? And he says, love the Lord thy God with all your heart and then love your neighbor as yourself. Well, I knew I love hard and I'll give you my whole heart, even as a friend. Um, it hurts sometimes how hard I love. Like I love hard and I love deep and it does not take me long to love you, to accept you and to ride for you. I'm just created that way. Don't know why I stopped questioning it, right? But in my toxic self-acceptance self, my love was perverse because my love was predicated on you accepting me. Come on, I'm just, come on. We gotta get out of this thing. My love was really based on you accepting me. So I loved you at a capacity that you would accept me. When I gained more understanding of what God's love meant, then my love for people loved even enough to let you go if you needed to go. Because <laughs> when you love for acceptance, you won't, won't let you won't let somebody go. When you love for acceptance, you'll keep winding up in the same relationship at the same time, in the same point of year. And the devil's so crafty, he watches you. He'll flip it. He'll wrap it up. He'll make it look a little different every time. But because you go into the circumstance or the situation of the same, it winds up the same. Why? Because you're looking for the acceptance of man versus looking for the acceptance of God. So, so then, like the woman at the well, I had to counteract Christ for Christ to show me the real me. And just like he did her, hey, he had a regular conversation with her at first. It was, I think it was smooth. Jesus is smooth. He had a regular conversation with her at first. And then after he had this conversation with her at first, that drew her in. He said, now, let me, let me talk to you about what's holding you back. Let me talk to you about what's holding you back. Let me talk to you about what's keeping you in your cycles. That one encounter of the well is the life that we are to live before Christ when we renew our minds in the word daily so that the Lord can show up and say, let me show you what it's like to live in Christ. And then the strongholds and the breakthroughs occur because I'm loving God with all my heart, right? He told her in this, he said, they that worship um, God is a spirit and his people who worship him, worship him in spirit and truth, right? That's what he tells them. His people who worship and worship spirit and truth, right? So I'm going to teach you a new way to worship me, Lakeisha. Same thing he told her. I'm going to teach you a, a, a new way to worship me. I'm going to teach you how to worship me in spirit and truth because I made you in my image, not in the physical sense, but I made you in my image if, when you accepted Jesus Christ in morality, right? In ra rationale. And it's going to change every time you bring me your heart. So that's it. No, who needed it? Y'all ready? We done. That's it. I don't even feel no more outpour. I don't feel no more pulling. So, med so meditate on it. I got to get, I got to title this. Woo! Meditate on it. What, what, what kind of things have I been? Acceptance. That was our whole issue, acceptance. Because if she knew she was the beloved, she'd have sat still and waited on her divine moment with God. She'd have sat still and waited on her divine moment of God because she knew she was accepted by the love. She ever had to do something to perform tricks, to be connected, to be planted because she knew, she knows, she knows she fearfully and wonderfully made. She knows she the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. She knows she the head and not the tail. She knows she the above and not beneath. Um, she knows she can, wherever God plants her, she can bloom, she can grow. She knows she can do all things through Christ, which strengthens her. She knows greater is he that is in her than he that is in the world. She knows that she is more than a conqueror. She knows um, how much God is for her. And if God is for her, who can be against her? She knows she's been raised by um, Christ Jesus and seated in heavenly places. She knows she's dead to sin and alive to righteousness. She knows no weapon forms against her shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against her in judgment shall be in the wrong. She knows that she prospers in everything that she puts her hands to. And she has prosperity in all areas of her life. She knows she has the authority to take every thought captive, obedience to Jesus Christ. She knows she can cast down wicked imaginations and things that exalt itself against the knowledge of God. 
She knows that what she thinks in her heart is who she becomes. So she begins to think differently. She knows not to speak negative things because she knows life and death is in the power of the tongue. She knows that her mouth should not transgress. So she lets her mouth be righteous all day long. She knows that she never binds a sister or brother with the words of her mouth. She knows that she's always to be a positive encouragement, to edify, to build up, to never tear down. She knows to be a believer and not a doubter. She knows to be slow to speak, quick to hear, and slow to listen. She knows to be a doer of the word, to meditate on the word. She knows to study the word of God. She knows to pray. She knows not to get weary in well-doing because in, a, in her due season, she going to reap if she don't faint. She knows to be a giver. She knows it's more blessed to give than to receive. She knows to cast all her cares on the Lord because he's the one that cares for her. Ain't nobody else going to care for you like Jesus. She knows that God did not give her a spirit of fear or timidity. So she shows up in power, love, and sound minds. She knows she ain't got a fear because she ain't guilty. She knows that he will even take her mistakes and make them process. She knows that she don't need to be passive about anything. She need to deal with everything in her life immediately. She knows not to judge her brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus because she don't want to be judged. She knows to operate in all the gifts of the Holy Spirit, tongues, uh, interpretation of tongues, working of miracles, discerning of spirits. She knows. She walks in the spirit all the time. She's been set free. She ain't worried about falling in love with the next person. That's why she can show up at a relationship and give her all because she knows that her heart is in God's hand. So she trusts God. So she'll move outside her boundaries and the limitations that she set for herself. She knows that every date don't, don't mean the destiny. She knows this, right? She knows she's free to worship. She knows she's free to trust. She has compassion and understanding. She won't hate or walk in unforgiveness, right? She knows she catches the enemy and all his deceitful lies because she has discernment. Come on. She knows that every good, come on now. She knows and she enjoys work. Why? Because this is what God called her to do. She knows that God will do exceedingly abundantly above all that he asks or thought or can think or can imagine. She knows she's creative because the Holy Spirit lives in her. She don't have to advocate for herself. She don't have to network. She don't have to show up in circles. She Why? Because she knows. She knows to take good care of her body, to eat right so she can feel good, to walk, to exercise, to weigh what God wants her to weigh, right? She knows who her healer is. She knows Jesus already bore all her pain. She lays hands on the sick because that's what the word of God says. Come on now. She has a teachable spirit. She has a teachable spirit. She has a teachable spirit, right? She doesn't think more highly of herself than she ought to. She's humbled herself so God can exalt her. She does what she says. She's a woman of character. She's a woman of integrity. She gets where she's going on time. She don't hurry or rush. She's not moved by emotions. She's not moved by feelings. She knows that she's anointed or called to do a thing. So she shows up. She's an obedient wife, right? She's not rebellious. She don't operate in rebellion. She honor her husband. Her husband has full confidence and weight. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband is the king and priest of her home because she lets him. She stands out the way so that he can be. She knows that even if her children stray and go away, that she's trained them up and the Lord will go get them and call them back home. She loves to pray and study the word of God, right? She make right choices according to the word of God. Her children make right choices according to the word of God. She knows all her household is blessed. Her deeds are blessed. She knows that she owe no man nothing but to love him because Jesus already paid. Come on, she's established. Why? Because she knows. I love y'all. I love y'all. I love y'all. She knows. She knows because she's established in her righteousness. She knows. And if any of my fellas on here, put in here, he knows. She knows because she established her righteousness. She knows who she is. She knows she's God's leading lady. She knows that God is her father. She knows that he loves her. She knows that even when she makes uh, mistakes, right? You, uh, you, you need to make mistakes. Like even when she has made mistakes, she knows that God will show up for her even in her mistakes. She knows she's, her confidence is not in herself. It is not in her flesh. It's in who and what Christ said he was. She knows. Yeah, Michael, he knows. I, come on. I'm speaking to the fellas. She she knows. My, she knows. She knows. 
she knows because she knows who she is. That's what she knows who she is. I need y'all to share this devotional. Put it in your female groups. Don't be worried about, I need y'all to share this. This devotional needs to get. Lord, I thank you for this devotional breaking us out of our box today. I thank you that you are putting this devotional throughout the world, in every hand, in every household, and for every woman and man that needs to see this. We put our full confidence and waiting you in Jesus name. Amen. In Jesus name. Amen. Hey, I love y'all. Um, we already did the confession of faith. We already accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. I'm not going to go back there. If there was anybody who didn't, um, this is your day and your moment. You need to, I tell y'all, I'll be 49 in 16 days. Oh, happy birthday, Kirby. Um, I, I'll be 49 in 16 days. Um, and I promised myself last week that I would show up in the fullness of who God created me to be and nothing else. And I asked the Lord to transform me. I told him, I said, I'm taking the limitations off your capacity to make me into your leading lady, right? When my husband comes, I want to be full of God. I don't want to be full of Lakeisha. I want to be just sexy and all this other stuff. That, that's not, that comes with it. That stuff comes with it when you know who your identity is. But I want to be full of God so that when he does come, that I'm in proper position to be his help me because I'm to be his help me, right? But when I'm full of God, I'm in proper position to be his help me. And I know that I can still operate in the fullness of who God called me to be um, because I'm there and assigned to help him. Helping him doesn't minimize me. Woo! I'm sorry. Helping him doesn't minimize me. Helping him doesn't minimize me. Um, and I know that. As a matter of fact, the dynamic duo that will be will change kingdom together. My assignment will become his assignment. His assignment will become my assignment. And we'll walk in wholeness together so that my focus when I'm single for you single ladies is to be so full of God that when he encounters me, that what he sees and falls in love with me is the God in me and nothing else. I love y'all. I love y'all. I love you. 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 Um, God loves you more. Hey, if the Lord places in your heart, oh, Debbie Sears, happy birthday to you too. If the Lord places on your heart to give or to sow, LMJ Ministries, and cash app us, dollar sign, LMJ, M-I-N-I-S-T-R-Y. You can go to the website and give there. If the Lord uh, places on your heart, can I say that? You know I don't do that. I hear you. I feel the promise. The Lord places on your heart to sow into my personal life. You can go to the website and it has my information on there where you can sow and give into me as well. Um, thank you, Father, bless the giving of your people. Um, let this word be prosperous in our life today. In Jesus' name, I will see y'all back here in the morning, 6 a.m. If you've never been here before, come back. Um, I'm praying that the Holy Spirit do everything. You let, no, let the Holy Spirit go in your life. Holy Spirit, go be advocate, be teacher, be comforter, be strengthener. I'll see y'all back here in the morning, 6 a.m. I love y'all so much. Love, peace and blessings. Oh my God. Thank you, Lord. Ooh. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.